Google is letting some app developers use their own payment options in the Play Store, starting with Spotify. So what does that mean for Google and everyone else? Let's break it down. I'm Lisa Edichico, filling in for Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss this is CNET editor Ian Scher, who's been covering the story. Welcome, Ian. How you doing? Good. Thank you for joining us today. Um, so, you know, Google is starting this program that will let Android users choose payment systems other than Google's. And Spotify is one of the first partners. Can you talk about why this is a big deal? Uh, this is years in the making, right? If you think back to a couple years ago when Epic Games, right, the company behind Fortnite, this massive, massive video game that in the middle of the pandemic became one of the most popular things out there. Um, they decided to fight Apple and Google over the rules that they had that said, you have to have only our payment processes in your apps, right? You can't have an alternative, you can't use your own, you have to use Apple in-app purchases or Google in-app purchases uh, for any apps that are in our stores. And of course, you know, Fortnite being as large as it is, they realize that that's a lot of money they're handing over to Apple and Google in commissions. Apple and Google charge up to 30% in commissions for all this. So they uh, purposely broke the rules <laughs> and then they sued over it and it turned into this massive political debate in the tech world. And so now, even though the, that lawsuit is still going on, you know, it's now in appeals with Apple and whatnot, Google clearly has decided that uh, the winning answer here, right, whether they want it or not, the uh, the writing is on the wall that this needs to change. So uh, going with Spotify, one of the uh, most aggressively public companies that has been complaining about this and saying, OK, you can have your own payment processing inside of our, our Google app, Spotify. Um, I think that says everything that says that this is going to be a major change uh, for developers, for you and me, not that big a deal, but for them, it's absolutely huge. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned that this kind of legal battle between, you know, Apple and Google versus Fortnite uh, has been a couple of years. And it's kind of crazy that it's been that long. But, you know, as you mentioned, Google has been resistant to third party payments in the Play Store. And as you mentioned, you know, part of that is probably because they, they do you take a, a chunk of money from the transaction, but is that the only reason why? Are there other reasons why they've they've been resistant to the system? Well, it, you know, if you listen to the many, many, many hours of uh, court time that Apple went through with with Epic, uh, there's a many arguments we heard. Right, Apple probably the most dramatic argument it made, which we wrote about on CNET at the time, was that. Uh, it was a security thing, right? Guaranteeing people know uh, that when they hand their credit card information over, that they know it's a, a reliable company. Obviously, Spotify is a well-known entity, but you know, if Ian's random app that popped up last Tuesday is suddenly asking for your credit card information, you might feel a little weird, right? But if I gave the money to Apple to give to that company, then I would feel a lot more comfortable. And the companies, you know, Google and Apple said, look, this is this is about people feeling safe and trusting our app store. Uh, Epic, in response, 
pointed out the many times that there has been fraud on the App Store and all of that type of stuff. And they said, Apple's actually terrible at its job. And, you know, it's all a veneer. Right? And, um, and so, you know, what the judge ultimately came down to was very interesting because I think it was very telling, right? In her uh, decision, which, you know, we, we kind of broke down in a story when that happened, essentially she said, look, you know, it's very clear that Apple is being extremely resistant to this and that there's not a very good argument, but they're not breaking antitrust laws, so I can't force them to change. And it's, you know, after that, we saw on Capitol Hill more and more lawmakers saying, look, this is not okay. You need to allow uh, a little more flexibility in your app stores. And Google and Apple's arguments about safety and security started to kind of melt away in public opinion, uh, which is which is part of why I think this once again is all happening. But that's really been their primary argument is that it, part of the trust that I have in Apple and Google gets kind of given over to the developer as well uh, in a way that if they asked for me to pay otherwise, I might be more skeptical and less likely to use their app. Not to mention <laughs> that um, it might also just cause more fraud because there are people out there, unfortunately, who who actually do act in bad faith. But obviously, this is changing. Yeah. And you just mentioned that Apple is facing similar pressure from app developers, lawmakers and regulators who have been calling for more open app stores. So how has Apple responded to this? Have they made any changes to their own app store recently? Well, they've had to. Both Apple and Google have uh, really ended up in a situation where uh, around the world, various governments have already started applying pressure. So uh, notably in Japan, Apple started changing some of its rules after it settled with the antitrust commission over there. Um, and then uh, most notably in South Korea, there was actually a law written that required alternative payment processing options. And so those wheels have been in motion as well. And uh, this kind of, I, again, it's kind of like the dominoes slowly falling, right? And as much as Apple has tried to keep its argument there, and Google has tried to keep its argument there, it, it kind of feels like you can tell where the wind is shifting. I'm using every analogy there is for this, apparently, writing on the wall, wind is shifting, dominoes falling. But ultimately, that's where that's that's kind of, you know, the next step it really feels like would be Capitol Hill in the United States. And that would be kind of game over, as it were, for this argument. So do you in other words, you think this move by Google will result in even more pressure, particularly on Apple in, in this regard? Well, it may cause more pressure for Apple, but he, think of the other end of it, right? It, if we take some other examples of industries that have resisted hardcore and then given up, look at the video game industry, right? If we go back to the 90s and you had Mortal Kombat and you had some of these other games that really got people up in arms and caused actual hearings on Capitol Hill, uh, there was an effort starting to see how to muzzle the video game industry, right? How to force them to on be different in the way they sell video games to kids. And the video game industry resisted, 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 and they saw the writing on the wall. So they created a, uh, a ratings board, right? The ESRB, which now is prolific in the United States. Uh, every video game practically that, that is sold in a store uh, has a rating, right? And it's actually turned out pretty well for them. But 
it is their effort to avoid the government coming in and regulating them instead. And it worked out. So in a lot of ways, this, I think, is Google's attempt to cut off at the pass, right? Try and get them, you know, okay, we've got a new system, get Spotify off our backs, get some of the other people not complaining about us anymore, and maybe it'll deflate the balloon that's growing in Capitol Hill. And how important is revenue from the Play Store for Google? We know it's become a bigger part of Apple's business in recent years, but how important is it for Google's business? It is near impossible to tell. Uh, In fact, one of the other things that came up during Apple's lawsuit with Epic was a debate about how much that app store is worth, right? And what those commissions are worth. When you think about it, the amount of money that flows through the app store, we're talking billions and billions of dollars. And Apple and Google are taking somewhere between 15 and 30% of that, right? That is not a small chunk of change on any level. And so part of the argument that Epic made was that Apple is actually just trying to protect its own interests, not yours and mine. And honestly, I think that the real question that Apple kind of responded with that we do need to wonder is they said, look, it costs us money to run the app store, right? We have teams of people who who actually have to sift through and make sure these apps are safe. We have to have fraud prevention. We have all of these other things, not to mention billing, in-app purchasing, all of those things we handle. So how do we pay for that without charging developers directly for using it. And that's what their commission system came up as. So if we got rid of that commission system, right, and effectively by offering an alternative payment process, let's imagine, you know, 100% of people started using Spotify's payment instead of of Google's because Spotify might offer like a 10% discount if they did. Then what would happen is Google's revenue stream from Spotify would dry up and Google would have to sit there and say, how do we pay for all the staff who run our app store? And I think that that's going to be an interesting conversation. Apple has already indicated to the courts that if this does change, they're going to have to come up with a new way. So they've effectively threatened that the commission system, while it may not exist in the future, they need to come up with some way to pay for all this stuff. But of course, it's hard to look at Google and Apple, who are two of the most profitable companies in the world, and say, oh, you poor babies, you, you, you're you struggling to pay for the staff that you want to run your app store. That's so sad, right? Because th- this is part of the problem. They're so successful and they are so dominant that it's hard to imagine a world where they are actually pained by any of this. Yeah, and you mentioned that, you know, in, in one potential scenario, some of these apps that use their own payment systems might end up being cheaper. So, you know, how likely is that? Is this something that everyday people are, are going to benefit from? It's it's very likely unless the rules play out. Right. And I think that's part of why Google is doing a test case <laughs> is that um, it's very likely that developers will offer that you know, some percentage that they were handling to Apple and Google, they're going to offer to us instead as an incentive, right? So uh, in fact, when Epic purposely broke the rules of the App Store and started offering its alternative payment processing in Google and Apple, which happened for literally less than a day before Apple and Google kicked them off their App Store, uh, it offered, I think it was a 20% discount for V-Bucks, which are the way that you buy like you know new looks for your characters and stuff like that. So if we imagine 
you know, in in this scenario, right, Spotify could say, okay, 10% off, 15% off, whatever is slightly less than what Apple and Google are taking. Uh, who wouldn't want to, to, to save a little money, right? I mean, that's an obvious decision. I think the real question will be, how do people respond if we're looking at developers who maybe we don't trust? Or will there be other payment processes? Let's imagine PayPal or other companies that step in and offer a different commission system that kind of competes far more with Apple and Google. And then we're back to that whole conversation about, well, how does the App Store pay for itself? And all these other bigger questions that honestly, it's almost impossible to tell because we don't even know what it costs to run the App Store or how much money flows to Apple or Google or practically anything. We all It's all philosophical debate right now. And so how big of a win is this for the developer community? I mean, as you mentioned, this is something that Spotify and others have been kind of advocating for for a long time. Yeah, I, I imagine this will be met very publicly and, and happily by a lot of developers. I also wonder what it's going to mean for Google and Apple's relationship with developers going down uh, the road. You know, if you think about it, in a lot of ways, they've been kicking and screaming the whole way to the bargaining table here, right? So um, at least publicly, we, we don't entirely know what's happened behind the scenes. But if you think about it, if I'm a developer and I'm like, oh, great, it took this much arm twisting to get Apple and Google to, to do what I think is the right thing as a developer, then it may, you know, this, this is a moment where I feel like the development community has really soured in a way on these companies and not fully right obviously they still love these companies and go to the developer conferences and cheer and all that stuff and wear the t-shirts and that's cool but i think that this does change the dynamic where i think that there is more skepticism toward apple and google and their what incentives they're working from when they're running their app store versus what they say out loud, which is, you know, we're working on behalf of the developers and we're creating this beautiful green pasture for you to build your app on and then everyone can come and it's like field of dreams and everyone's happy. And the truth, unfortunately, seems to be that it's much more nuanced and complex than that. And we know that Spotify is one of the first partners on this. Do we know what other companies Google, you know, might be working with on this besides Spotify? So we don't, they didn't name anyone else, right? But if I were to imagine, you know, think of the companies that have been the most critical, right? Spotify is a great example. Uh, you know, if they really wanted to make a statement, they would probably work with Epic, right? And bring Fortnite back into the App Store, but also under these new rules. Uh, and, you know, that would be a huge political moment in the tech world. Uh, but I imagine that they will start working with other game companies, right? There are a number of them. You think of Supercell or Angry Birds or those types of people who are large enough that this is going to you know, be a good test case among a lot of people, but also it's a responsible enough company that I don't have to worry about fraud being an issue, right? Same thing with Netflix, maybe, uh, or, you know, even think of some of the other larger services out there, Amazon. That would be the place I think they would probably start looking because that's going to matter the most also publicly, right? It's going to be the one that cools the jets in Capitol Hill the quickest, because those are the people who have the lobbying money to go up to Capitol Hill and be like, you got to change things. And that's what Apple and Google are trying to fight up against. And, you know, in a nutshell, just to kind of sum things up, you know, are, 
Are we looking at long-term impact here? You know, are we looking at, you know, an app marketplace that's going to look fundamentally different in the next two to five years from, you know, changes like this that are happening today? Yeah, I, I have to imagine that this is Google giving up the store as it were, right? Like this is this is not a test. This is just the first. Uh, it, it, you know, there's no way you can undo this decision once you've made it this public and with such a large company. So I am assuming, right, even though I don't know for sure, I am assuming that a year, two years, five years from now, the App Store, at least with Google, will look fundamentally different. And people will be very used to choosing, do I pay through Google? Do I pay through, uh, the, you know, the directly through the company? Do I pay through this third-party service like PayPal that, you know, springs up and comes up with its own solutions? I, I imagine that we're going to see a lot of that. Uh, what I'm curious about and by the way, there are companies out there that already offer these payment processing things, but they do it kind of, you know, within the bounds of what the world is like today. One of them is like Revenue Cat. There's a bunch of them out there. So, you know, it, 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 they already exist on some level. What I'm curious about is what happens with companies like Apple, right? And where they have not signaled an interest in this and they are still fighting it in the courts. What will it take for Apple to change its mind or will it hold out, right? I mean, Apple's a large enough company and powerful enough that they've gone their own way on a lot of things. Flash is a great example, right? When Adobe Flash was omitted from the iPad in 2010 and it became a huge political thing and you know the entire world was fixated on this very weird technology that allowed animation online and did video and everyone was convinced Apple would fold and it didn't, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe this will be a flash moment, but I imagine it's going to be more probably in the vein of Google because it, it feels like that's where things are going. Yeah, absolutely. Ian, thank you so much for your time. You can check out his story and more coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Lisa Edichico. If you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Lisa Edichico, and thanks for listening. 